stuff, kid. All I gotta say is Portland can't say shit. Sounders Scuttlebutt. I'm your host, Aaron Lingley, with my co-host, as always, your El Presidente, Cameron Collins. What's going on, my man? What is up? It's good to see you upright and vertical and uh, not sick. I'm not sick. I don't have COVID no more. I feel great. We went out in public today. Ooh. Yeah, I took the, took the kid out to Arena Sports in Mill Creek, where they have bouncy houses. Mm. And uh, burned her out a little bit. So yeah, the whole family's good. Thanks for saying you're happy for me yeah. um, and caring about us. Because yeah, that sucked. I bet. When, like the the mentality, like just my mentals sucked for not being able to do anything. But yeah, like four days of it really sucked. The rest was like cabin fever. So mm. excited for uh, this upcoming Saturday, which we'll talk about later. Um, I'll be able to go to my first game in over a month. I missed like the longest stretch of home games we've ever had. <laughs> At least mm-hmm. it feels like yeah, it. Yeah. Hopefully Could I'll be, right. be able Could to be... be there. And hopefully you'll be able to be there. Um, why hopefully? Uh, at the at the rain game on Friday, I was exposed to COVID. Um, actually, my friend... <clears throat> that might sound like COVID wears a trench coat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. COVID came up. No, the, my friend that usually sits next to me, and I, I'm friends with her boyfriend too, but I, I know her a lot better. Uh, they switched sheets, so her boyfriend sat next to me, and uh, he uh, and so we talked the whole game, you know. And I wasn't wearing a mask; I usually do, but since I was next to someone I knew, I didn't. Uh, and then he woke up Saturday morning, very, very sick with COVID. Um, so far, testing negative. I did a PCR test twenty four hours after, which is a little early, but they say it's you know you can catch it, you can catch it early if you do get it. Then, and I'm testing negative on all the home tests, so. Uh, fingers crossed I didn't get it and being uh having five shots because I'm immunocompromised. Say, uh yeah. boosted. Yep. I, I'm only two months into my uh last shot, so I've got in another month I'll get a sixth shot. So uh yeah, should be should be fingers crossed, it'll stay good. Um but I am being super cautious and like when I went out today I wore a mask uh all day long and I tested before I went outside and stuff like that so it is not uh, going away man no and i've i've you know i was having such a good weekend too like so happy just like i then to have that happen where i I was like oh my friend is sick and he was sitting next to me the entire game it's just Mm -hmm. like oh so um and he'd only been to three places last last monday was my birthday he came out to the Mariners game where he probably got COVID. Uh, on Wednesday, we had dinner together before we all went to the Sounders game. And then uh, on Friday night, we were all at the rain game. So I was at the same three events as him. And yet mm-hmm. somehow I lucked out and no one else got COVID, just him. So 
uh, we will we will see. And we have a, f- a friend visiting from Uruguay right now, so he's uh, also on watch. Oh, wow. So yeah, yeah. I'm, bummed, I'm bummed I missed your birthday because I was going to be going to that, but yeah. that was right well, in the smack, like at the tail end. But my wife was super sick too, so I was like, "This is just this whole two weeks is just written off." So, well, that was the game where um, Kirby gave back to back home runs up in like six in- different innings or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, happy birthday, Cameron. <laughs> it was it was a terrible game, but yeah, so. Uh, just hoping I don't get COVID, and I actually won't be watching the game even if I do. I'll be there through the um, uh, banner unveiling because uh, we'll talk more about mm-hmm. that. And then I got to run off to a wedding uh, instead of watching the game. You know, not uh, I feel like people should check with the Sounders schedule before they plan their weddings. My parents did that with the Husky football schedule when they got married because they knew all their friends <laughs> really? would be at the Husky football game instead. <laughs> that's a, that's definitely something I like. I, I would do, um, and I and I kind of did, but we didn't really have much of a choice for our wedding because it was our literal ten year anniversary Whoa. of the day we met. Like, so we That's met awesome. ten years prior. So it was like, well, no, we're gonna we got it can't not be that day. It just worked out perfectly. So, but it was uh, a, it was a Saturday. There was nothing. The Sounders did not play. I, I, if I do recall, my sister. Way, I wouldn't have a say. My sister wedding. Her name is Kelsey, uh, was at the same time on the same day that the Sounders played Chelsea for the first time in a friendly. So I had to miss it, which was a big bummer for me because as we talked about, I've been a Chelsea supporter since 1995. So the first time they came to town, I didn't even get to go to the game. Yeah, I was going to say, that's like, (laughs) that's your match. Yeah, yeah. so uh, so what did you do with your, like, what was the thing that saved you out of your complete and total boredom while you were in bed sleeping a lot? Like, was there something you watched or something you, you did on the computer you know, or anything? Because my, my daughter had it and my wife didn't for like the worst part of it. So like, I kind of had to assume the role of like, okay, so my wife has to go into our home isolation because she doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. And I had to, had to take care of her. Um, honestly, I mean, my, my kid was perfectly fine and her in a great mood obviously and anyone in a great mood is great but when your kid is not you know whining or complaining and just having fun and seeing your kid have fun and playing with them that kind of gives you energy so that kind of that kind of helped and the fact that we purchased this house with a backyard after being apartment people my entire life um we had a backyard and the weather was fantastic unlike this freaking week we're recording on sunday night the third and it is basically October outside, but the entire time I had COVID, it was 80 degrees, <laughs> 75, 80 and sunny. So, um, when we were, when I was outside of the bed and not horizontal, we were outside having fun and nice. obviously getting to watch some sports, obviously, um, gets my mind off of it. F1, by the way, insane, insane race today. I don't know. Oh, if you I haven't seen it. it yet. It's on my DVR. Oh yeah. Yeah. When we hang up, hang up. What the hell? <laughs> when we hang up the phone that we're beep, talking beep, on, beep, 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 yeah. Um, oh man, if you are listening to us and we're like roll your eyes every time we mention F one, this is a race where you need to just be like, okay, what are they talking about? And just watch it and be like, mm. I kind of like Formula One now. Uh, holy crap! From literal start to literal finish, nice. It was in 
insane. I can't wait to so watch anyway, it tonight. Then basically, sports and and my happy, healthy daughter. That's what kept me through it. That's so, awesome. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, I stay COVID free since I don't have a happy, healthy daughter to give me energy. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully, the the five needles you poked yourself with and and the therapeutics that they do have now. If you do get it, obviously, I hope you're you're you do well. Um, because we have better science now, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, they're, uh, they are running low on those and right now, so uh, I think I would get them. Being immunocompromised, they have some set aside, but doctors are hesitant to give it to people right now. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, 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 I'm me. Uh, I'll, roll, I'll roll you into the hospital. I'm the boy in the bubble, so. Yeah. <laughs> so, we were just talking about youth with my daughter. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some scuttlebutt in the, the, the U.S. youth. What mm. do they do today? Uh, so, they did some special stuff. Yeah, I, I, this is how bad Fox is at advertising their games. The other day, uh, Dominican Republic beat Guatemala in penalty kicks, and it just said CONCACAF U-20 championship. Nowhere did they say like, anything. It like was the semifinal the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I just thought it was like that they were the winners. But there was a game today, and our Americans beat Dominican Republic. How yeah, about that? six six nothing. Holy cow! I, yeah, I was with uh, my daughter and my wife and my mom. Actually, went to uh, Arena Sports where they have some bouncy castles for kids to play in, and uh, caught the first two goals. Um, it looked freaking good. And I don't know. I mean, I I don't I don't know. I don't know the depth of Dominican. I don't know. The well, that's the thing is Dominican like that, especially under twenties. It's but. crazy that they made it that far because they never even like. I don't even remember them in the Gold Cup at all. Ever? Yeah. Yeah. And so the fact that they made it to it is is impressive. Like, does that mean that in the future they're gonna be a pretty good team? But yeah, I mean, uh, known for their their baseball prowess. But yeah, I was surprised to see that. The, too. I didn't know the honestly, baseball the, the country level now. Game. Yeah, and As we uh, especially know here with Julio, right? He's legend. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mariners superstar. If you don't know, you got to watch God, this kid. This he's is so much fun to watch. This guy is on par with Griffey in terms of his mm-hmm. how good he is as a as a rookie. Um. No, no Sounders on the team, though, huh? On the U twenty, I'm aware of. Yeah, not that I'm aware. I don't, of. At this least not in the starting this is lineup. Not my wheelhouse. I'll be honest. Yeah, I haven't been honest through twenty one other episodes when it comes to national team stuff. But yeah, good for them. Under twenties win it. We should mention we can we'll put it in the scuttlebutt and not really in the real talk. But we have recorded. Last time we recorded was prior to. Um, Montreal, correct? Yeah. And that was not fun, but you were there. So maybe recount. Uh, I don't really want to talk about it because <laughs> we have not only the game, the Toronto game, I really want to talk about, but also the match we've been waiting for since May 4th at like 9.30 p.m. Um, or at least since we knew that it was going to be the July 9th game, the mm-hmm. unveiling of the CONCACAF banner, but... Uh, Montreal I did not I mean we said they were a good team but it was a other than it was the best lineup we could put out based on availability how do you how, how do you take that game it was rough I mean I think uh I think it's another game where there was flashes of showing that we were the better team 
uh, you know, we get that goal very early. What was it like the second minute? I think it was. Um, and it looked like we were going to cruise cause we kept having chances and it was different though. These were not the normal run up the wing p- cross into the middle chances. These were the old school American style deep balls over the top to the center forward. And he takes it at goal chances, which I, I have never seen the Sounders do uh, as, as a tactic, you know, they might do it one offs, but uh, it was, it was very weird. Uh, it felt like we were playing different and our midfield was just completely disjointed. Uh, so, uh, you know, first I'd say 30 minutes, we were the better team. And then it just kind of all went downhill from there. Um, I got to watch the last 20 minutes from on the field and, uh, yeah, it was, it, right, right cool. at the goal where the Sounders almost had, <laughs> or had a bunch of chances, almost scored. Uh, and so it would have been so cool to tie it right there. Sadly they didn't, but, um, Man, let me tell you, I, I've never, uh, I have been on the field and, and been like right in front of ECS before, but um, whatever it was, that moment, they were so loud. So like, it gave you kind of a preview what, what it would was? be like, to, yeah, to be a goalie and be right there and face that kind of noise. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, you sent me the pictures out and it's like, whoa, dude, how'd you get down there? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's cause I, uh, my buddy Diego, who we know through when I hosted all the Sounders Zoom parties, uh, is in town from Uruguay, and he came 7,000 miles. So I asked the Sounders if there was anything special we could do, and uh, they said, all right, let's let's give him the last 20 on the field. So uh, my parents and I and, and Diego got to go down. Dude, I come all the way down from Everett to go to these games, <laughs> and now it's been almost a month and a half. So Well, you if you had to... been there, it would have been you. So, <laughs> Not him? Oh no, he would have gotten to go too. Oh, I was gonna say, hey, that that makes me feel special. Um, yeah, that game sucked. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we kind I, of I, you're you're being generous with saying that we were the better team for the thir- first thirty minutes. My eye test, I'm, I'm not gonna look at the stats, and I could be completely wrong, but they had full on pressure. Yeah, they had, granted, but, but nothing granted, was dangerous. We scored right away, but no, I meant just their defensive pressure. Oh yeah, right? that broke yeah. us apart constantly, and our midfield and... did nothing. I mean, it was it was pretty awful, which um, is why I think because of their I, I haven't seen a team go from zero minute to forty five plus in the first half or whatever. Just saying a full entire half of that constant pressure and actually execute it mm. well the entire time that we couldn't break almost ever. It was really just the Jordan goal, and we had obviously moments over the top like that, like you were saying that were. Like it was, it was crazy that that was happening, and we just couldn't finish it. But that was like our only option, right? But it was working. And, I mean, we're getting Jordan one on one over and over again, and he just couldn't finish. It, yeah, but I, I was impressed by I was, I was impressed by Montreal to be honest. I just yeah, I, I don't know if it's because they don't really have a MLS pedigree, um, or what. But I uh, wasn't expecting them to be that good. And I mean, I think the, any team they, with Kai Kamara, you gotta you gotta watch out for. Uh, at least Reagan does, right? Yeah, oh, man, <laughs> like, yeah. I think that is what that's what broke broke it right there. I think yeah, that, and the second goal, it, it was um, uh, Gomez, Andrade Gomez. So Yamar a little bit out of position, and Yamar had to help Reagan on that first goal, and then couldn't track back far enough. So it was 
rough day for our center backs, but uh, that's a perfect segue into the game we just saw where our defense learned from those mistakes and really stepped it up. Let's talk about death, baby. Let's talk about you <laughs> and me. Uh, that would we have like 10 players that are under 24 on that, on that right? <laughs> yeah, we right? left basically every single player behind that would start Grandpa except Lanero for Nico. Was... <laughs> yeah. uh... And I wonder, Nico had a rough game against Montreal, was kind of not present. There was a very disjointed effort from him. And I wonder if this was a chance to A, get him back in the swing of it and B let him, you know, you got to have some help for those young players. So letting him come in and be the one that's able to kind of play quarterback and, and push the ball kind of forward piece it all together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my boy Chu. Ooh, finally, he, finally showing up for you. Finally. I mean, he but to like, a, he recently had an assist. Come on. Yeah. Uh, now this, but this was like, he gets like, as Casey Keller said on the broadcast, <laughs> You know, Chu can get goals here. He can get assists there, but it's consistency that's the issue why he's not right. seeing the field. And you saw from the opening minute, he realized that he could burn the defender. I think it was Osario, just burn him. And and Salcedo, who oh sorry Salcedo, Mexican. yeah yeah that's yeah, what he's I meant. a Mexican international. Uh, yeah, um, and granted, there, I mean. We're not going to get too over the top on how. I mean, this team is great, and that's funny that I said just said that I have a title for one of our episodes. Uh, we're the best MLS team of all time. Uh, a quote that you said in that episode. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm not going to get too over the top because Toronto does suck. <laughs> like they're, they 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 do twenty six straight non shutout. Yeah, they have not had a shutout for almost yeah, they, the entire this, season. It's the longest streak in MLS history. Mm-hmm. Uh, of that sort, but also they'd been playing better. Uh, they are missing players, and they don't have their stars yet. But uh, they do have Michael Bradley, who just... is thankfully not in the USA team because he gave the ball away over and over and over again. I wonder if it's hard for him because, as you see diminishing skill as you get older, and then to have your dad come in and be your coach again, and like. <laughs> How yeah. that must feel. They, I, I'm guessing his dad doesn't critique him. Like, he knows at this point. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Bob seems kind of like a dick, but so does Michael sometimes. But also, like, they did show a stat that he's, like, in the fourth or fifth in most accurate passing. Uh, Interesting. Or the most accurate uh, completed passes or whatever. I don't, Which, I don't so know. that was a, a particularly bad game for him then, because he, he was just giving it to us left and right. Yeah, and not for anything that we were doing that was it there was some just whoa dude there's literally no one there literally no one there and you just kicked it to the sideline so uh we'll take it um and what but I, what i really loved about this game um was the fact that yeah toronto's not that great but their midfield is still good um Pasuelo is and he had some moments like, dude, this guy's filthy um he's also kind of he's like i like i sorry everybody i like diego valeri he's a good dude and he's skilled, I mean, he's a quality right? player, right? Like, right. you can't... It's like, I, I hate the Lakers. Sorry, but I do. Uh, Apology accepted. I, you still had to respect a player of Kobe's caliber uh, on the court. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Uh, which is interesting, because no one does that for LeBron now when he's the greatest player of all time. But that's that's a different conversation for a different time. 
Uh, Lakers scuttlebutt. That's what you want to do. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's me. Uh, but no, what I mean is just like Pozuelo is just, he's like, I don't really like him that much. There's yeah, just yeah, something yeah. about him that just irks me where he is even a Valeri on the Timbers. I'm not like how Nagby wasn't really annoying. Also, he's just, a, he's a really quality person, Nagby. But um, yeah, there's something about Pozuelo that you still have to give respect to because he just, he had, he had a turn on us in the box. Like a full, like, it's like a 270 degree turn. That was just like got to, I think it got Yamar and, and Reagan completely flipped around. And there's just stuff he does like that, that just are jaw dropping. But we were able to just move through their midfield mm-hmm. and our pressure, unlike, or like what Montreal was doing, our pressure, probably because everyone was 22 years old and had energy. <laughs> and hasn't been playing and was excited to be on the field um was fairly relentless as well um so it was just it was just really fun to watch from start to finish regardless of just the goals yeah it was great to see to assist Tevez with his first MLS goal ever yeah congratulations young man and, and and what i really liked was that the f- earlier in the game he was not in the right place when he could have scored a goal and this time he made sure to run across the face of the goal mm-hmm. so that the cross was right there for him and just kind of uh, angled it into the corner there. I like that Casey gets a lot of grief from our fan base. Casey Keller, that is. Um, I, I don't really have a problem with him. I like I like him, but uh, even the commentating in this game with Keith, um, Zach, and Keller, like there was just something about their dynamic today. They were today. having way too what much fun. But I had fun listening to them. I know they were like laughing a fun game to and watch yeah. and listen to man. And and by the way, I'm gonna you're gonna hear a sound effect, so I might as well just say it. I'm gonna have my oh my, yeah, bust it up. A, a favorite of mine, Elysian Space Dust. Space Although Dust, Dank Dust that I tried. Mm. Um, that's it was really good. But Space Dust, everyone should probably know what this is. But it's delicious. But True. That's what I'm but, but also, you can't get on me for drinking uh, Bud Light Seltzer when you're drinking a Budweiser beer there. <laughs> all right yes yes but it's not a bud light seltzer okay but you, you're drinking a, a good one too <laughs> yeah first i'm gonna try this it's a teton bourbon barrel peach cider uh it's they, titan uh oh is a titan i think it phonetically well not uh, phonetically because isn't think... it that how you spell the teton mountains yeah you might be i could be wrong i've Anyways, always said titan and no one's it, corrected me it's but... from yakima so uh we got we got a local cider it's here that's... yakima yeah, Yakima, Yakima, Washington. <laughs> wally, wally. Uh, right outside of uh, Tri Cities. Actually, it's a little further away. Uh, Sorry, I've had two space dusts. So, <laughs> oh, interesting. I'm really curious. A bourbon, bourbon peach barrel. I, I mean, mm-hmm. to me, it makes sense because you get that bourbon barrel, and it, it's just it adds this really rich, almost mapley taste to it it cuts the sweetness in here it's it's a semi-sweet okay and so it's actually really good um i was hoping it would be good but like sometimes they're too sweet for me and no this is good i'm into this it's got the bourbon barrel uh 
it adds notes of vanilla and something else, as it says on the can. <laughs> and something else. Is that some, what it says? Some, one, one time I, when I worked at Safeway, which I worked There's at for five years. Here. <laughs> I worked at Safeway like 95, 96, 97, 98, and then I came back for the summer of 99. Uh, and I, uh, I once sold a bottle of wine on one day when I was filling in the wine department that I knew nothing about by just making up all that junk about the the notes of cherry and deep oak. So you would pull sommelier without any idea mm-hmm. what you're talking about. Oh, I that just pro- made it up. That was probably a blast. It was fun. Um, anyway, complete tangent into alcohol. Uh, yeah. Toronto. <laughs> so uh, I do want to play. Actually, this will help. Let's play something that uh, from the post post with Schmetzer uh, where he talks about uh, the youth uh, of this game. It's about one minute, so we're going to play it right now. The youth. I think all of the guys, the guys that came on, Ethan, you know, Reed had a chance at the end. I mean, I was pleased with the entire group, uh, specifically to Dylan Tevez, and, you know, I can throw Leo Chu into that group because a lot of people forget that he's young as well. You know, the tactics were spot on. So Preki had come up with some ideas. Uh, we executed those ideas uh, having Freddie drop in and then having Leo and Tevez be the two guys that, you know, are the, I would say the, the prongs of our attack, um, you know, showed up in that goal. So the ball, Freddie pinches in, ball gets in behind, Leo does a great job. And, you know, before the game, we were joking about Dylan just a little bit, how he's the only player I think in NCAA history to score back-to-back hat tricks in the NCAA tournament. So we know that the kid has goals in him and it was instinctual. He gets in front of the net and he puts it away. So credit to him, credit to Leo, credit to all the young guys that came on and and did a good job. All right. Thank you, Schmetz. So, yeah, I mean, super stoked on Dylan Tavis, but as he says, like, it's it wasn't just him it was everyone else and and people forget that that leo chu is 22 years old and he's my boy mm-hmm. <laughs> so that again his what he did on the left hand side of this game um on a mexican international 1v1 so regardless of what they've given up as a defense right with their miscommunication and yada 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 um He's able to face him. He's and he's faster than he looks, does isn't he? Yeah, for sure. Like that, that that movie did. It wasn't really he didn't nothing too flashy, but that just that the faint for a second, like just yeah, little, up little stutter, and then, exactly, and then just blew right by him. And then of course he tries tries shit and it fails, right? But you, we saw it with Deuce too. Obviously, Deuce is a different caliber of player, but you got to try shit. To do shit, right? Sometimes, <laughs> well, sometimes you take a shit. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just nice to keep seeing him develop. And uh, the one thing Schmidt said a few games ago was that what was holding him back had been uh, his defense. And uh, now in practice, he'd actually been working really hard on being able to track back and play defense, which has allowed him more playing time uh, in these situations. So it's just. You know, if he can be this consistently good, you might start seeing him give Jordan a run for that left wing. And I don't mean Jordan won't play, but it could change where Jordan then could move up to a forward position 
starting mm-hmm. in place of like a Freddy if Raul's out or something like that. So, but mm-hmm. we saw vintage Freddy Montero as well. Oh, did we ever in that game? I mean, that, I've been kind of down on Freddy lately. Um, it just feels like uh, he wasn't making the runs necessary to be a starting forward. He, he seemed like he was kind of stuck. It's more of like a, a false nine or, or even a center attacking mid, like he used to do where he would sit in the pocket right behind the, uh, uh, the actual forward. And it just wasn't, we weren't goal dangerous, but uh, that changed in this game. Yeah. Even though he was, I don't know. I mean, it should be mentioned. If you're listening to us, he, what I'm sure you know, we were in our five, two, one, two. Yeah. Yep. Uh, no, two, three, one. Two, three, one. Yeah. Um, we went to last Freddy. year's one that worked so well, and guess yeah. what? It worked well again. Mm. Yeah, and and in a different way with Freddie mm. playing, not how Ra- Raul plays. I mean, Raul is skilled and can play a you know, hold-up ball, um, but without. Bruin, who probably would have started if he didn't have COVID, because yeah. you kind of want if you're going to have them hold up the ball, you kind of want the bigger player that's also skilled at doing it. But Freddie is that savvy. It's like everything that he showed that he had that savviness for when he was younger, especially with us. But when he went to Sporting and went to another level, uh, Sporting CP, it's like he still had some. He's never known to be fast, but he was able to make runs and be and, and, and more dynamic all, all over the field. But he always had this hold-up play, this daft, like, toe-tapping over the ball, holding people back, able to, like, put center backs into a position as a that was disadvantageous. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, when there's like clearly something they should win with their head. Like he's able to just kind of get under them and, and do these quirky stuff. And now it's like, that's his game. He's that old man on the court. When you're, when you're playing pickup basketball that you think is like, ah, <laughs> oh, you're, and he's really not that old. Was he like 32, 33? Yeah. He was only like 19 when we got him 20. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's been 12 years, uh, 13 years now. 14. This is the 14th year. Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, either way, he's not like he's that old, but he's definitely he's it accentuated his 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 savviness to that is just and it was on full display in this match. Right. And he still has a little bit of that shithousery, though. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he'll yeah. he'll sit back there and then he'll run up behind the keeper and kind of fake like he's gonna hit it. He still he still has that in him. He didn't do it, but he remember when he did do that? Yeah, I like, know. I got a card for never it. Been, that's <laughs> never been legal ever. That was like year one or two. Like, Dude, what are you doing? Headbutting that out of the keeper's hands. Um, but that's what we love about Freddie. Um, he's he's got a different. He's just got a different particular set of skills. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to display, and, and Nico really, that, that sequence for that second goal. Um, yeah. That was, that was, you could just tell they were in full simpatico. Um, and bing, bing, bing. I was expecting was that to go to what, Chu or whoever yeah, was Chu, on the outside. Yeah. That, and that, but Chu was on the inside too. What was interesting is you had both of them running on either side of the defender. So Chu was offside, I think, too. Was he? Because he could have passed it to either of them for the goal. So I think it might. I think it might have been called back because I think he was just offside. Mm. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, sorry to interrupt. Uh, Like I told you off, Mike. uh, I did not hear. I I listened to the game, 
and I did not hear either of the goals because I had like because of that COVID exposure, I got a COVID test, and also because of um, uh, I, I had to grab some stuff at the grocery store on the way home. Like I said, I'm going to be here for a while. I happened to step away from my car for moments each time and miss both goals. It's like the fourth episode. It's like, dude, you're you, your family, just you don't like to witness things. <laughs> you like to say you were quote unquote there or I watched it, but not let's, that uh, moment, not those moments, not that goal, not that home run. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about New Who as well. Yeah. Because okay. I think he, he had a pretty solid game. Uh which is I don't know if it's because we went back to five at the back or what, but I've been a little down on New Who lately. Um, he has not been playing up to his skill level, and we're seeing a little bit more of the tantrum in Nuhu that you tolerate when he's playing well, but when he's just kind of meh, like you're like, just shut up, dude, just <laughs> shut up. And I, I was, yeah. uh, I feel like ever since uh, Afcon, his uh, value has just gone down. Like that was at his highest. So if we're going to end up selling him, he needs to start playing well. And we actually saw him show up and, and, and play a good, a good game for, for the first time in a few weeks, I think. How old is he now? 23, 24? 24? Yeah. Yeah. 24. Right there. So he's on, especially after AFCON. That was his peak visibility. Mm-hmm. He was going into this summer. I'm sure. I mean, like I'm ready to, I'm ready to take that next step and get me to hey, Liverpool saw me for, well, you know, Liverpool was watching that game, right? Mm-hmm. With Mosala. It's like, all right, someone in the Premier League want me, you know? And he's got that. He's got that ability. He needs refinement. Yeah. Right. And maybe, maybe there's a team out there that, that thinks they can do that because they yeah, know exactly. they has the skill and you could, you can train, I mean, as he gets older, he's not going to be as whiny on the field. And we just saw a bunch of weird stuff. Remember when he was, like, ref- calling for a sub that one game and and Schmetzer had to be like, no, get back on the field. Like, yeah. we're not ready to sub you off. We don't have a player ready. Yeah, and you don't make those calls. I mean, if, if something's bent in the, in the wrong direction, then yeah. <laughs> but that's not, your, that's not you asking to be sub. That's your body. Yeah. Um, but I, what I was getting at is that like he knew that he mm-hmm. he prima donna there for a little bit and i agree with you there was a little bit of it would you, would you say shithousery <laughs> that's that what you said? yeah or what did you what did I, you say i, that, I said like, that about freddie i he just oh, yeah, it, he was kind of mediocre he was he was middling play and and was a little bit uh throwing some tantrums a little whiny yeah. on the field so I wonder if something between a game we shouldn't have lost, lost especially at home, we shouldn't have lost that game, um, and a shift to not specifically focusing on the left wing, you're mm-hmm. a center back. Although if you watch the end of that game, he pretended not to be a center back. <laughs> Casey um, Keller was like, no! <laughs> it wouldn't have happened in my watch. Uh, what do you mean? But... But, like, it, it put him in a different, like, no, just focus situation. And I agree with you. That was probably his best match in a while. Um, yeah. Because he's he's going to be out of here. If it's not this, this summer, it's next, our off season. 
Um, mm-hmm. He's too young, too talented, um, and and did too good of a job against one of the world's best wingers. Um, I'll be interested to see if it's uh, pre or post World Cup. Yeah, if it's pre, then at least we got Madronda because it was fun to seeing him back in this game because mm-hmm. he could fill that role at, at left back. Obviously, it's his main position. A left wing back is probably more of his skill. But man, he's fun. And yeah, what I mean, what even a, when he played right mid that one game, he was fun. Yeah, I mean that 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 changes his game even up a little bit because of his footing. But um, definitely a left guy generally. But man, he's he forget about him when we have Jordan, Jordan, and we have Newhu, and we had Brad. While whilst we had um, Madronda. We still had Brad, so he's kind of been lost in the shuffle a little bit. Never a starter, always bridesmaid kind of thing. And mm-hmm. getting getting to see him get some run in this game, um, I, I'm not too concerned if we if we lose Nuhu this 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 summer and don't do anything because I'm sure with JP, like I, actually I don't know should we should we talk about that for a second or do you want to wait till later? About like we're we're in the transfer window right now. Oh, did it? Oh, yeah. No, not quite. Uh, or not? did it just start? I think it's after this weekend. That's why Insignia didn't play for Toronto. He can't come. I think it's a week from uh, the our last match. So we're or okay. maybe it's this next we're week. We're on the precipice. We're, 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 on we're the, right. Yeah, we're right about we're there. We're almost there. You so because yeah, there's, uh, there's a chance we might not see who at the end of the season. Um, in my opinion, I think you agree with me. We don't know anything, but I mean, what he did this off season and what, and the timing of what other international, we have the weird schedule, right? We're the, we're the league with the weird schedule. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is, this is our off season. So they would want to pick him up and he probably would want to get some play before the world cup. Like you were saying, against that world quality style player, right? Yeah, I'd think so. Um, and, and and as a an aside here, I was wondering what Brad Smith's been doing since he's been gone because he was hurt, uh, I think, for a while. Well, uh, so he's played fourteen games from DC uh, this year uh, out of either seventeen or eighteen, and has one assist. So uh, I don't know. It doesn't say whether those are starts or he's being subbed on uh, here, but he he is playing. So uh, he has a th- over a thousand minutes, ten ninety minutes this year so far so it sounds like it looks like he's playing quite a bit for uh dc so that's that's cool to see i feel like an idiot i didn't know he stayed in the league yeah we remember we traded him to dc because his contract was so big um the players they get compared to on this uh site that uh called fb ref uh includes shea salinas ryan raposo uh, and Alex Roldan. Hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I'm, just, I'm, I mean, I'm just stupid. Um, yeah, I don't know. I knew I just maybe be gone, even if it's not your fault. And I'm not even just seeing where you went. I guess is what I did because I yeah. didn't know he's in the league. I mean, he's got uh, through 14 matches. He's got almost 1,100 minutes. He only had 1,600 minutes for us last year. And, in 27 matches. He started all 14 matches that he's played. Um, so mm. it's, it's, he's, he's getting minutes I, and uh, must be playing, playing decently DC? solid. 
Are we going to play DC this year? That's a good question. I don't know. Because uh, you know what's interesting is we hadn't played Toronto since our MLS Cup final. And we didn't we had never played Montreal at home? Was that, am I remembering that correctly? I think correctly? that's true as well, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I yeah. I mean, obviously I, COVID plays a factor in that. Right. But still, if we do play DC, weird. it's not in DC. I know that much because I'd probably go to DC rather than going to Chicago. I want to uh, see Brad and apologize for, my, for not knowing where he went. <laughs> Plus, that'd be an easy win, so bring it on, United. God, fireworks are going off. I have my dog in the room. Hey, poor thing. Let's, let's, I, don't, let's, I don't get fireworks, dude. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I, let's talk I about that for a minute. Uh, Bunch of games on 4th of July. Congratulations, MLS. So we're going to talk about 4th of July for a second. There's the yeah. correlation to a Saturn's podcast. Yeah, I, I, so I, I don't... My dog, when I was a kid, I guess didn't care about fireworks. So it was never an issue because she didn't... I think she would just chill. Uh, but... So I've always really liked them. Uh, and last summer I was down in uh, Denver uh, this weekend uh, watching the Sounders play at Colorado. Shout out to Dan Boniface from uh, the, uh, the 11. Is that the name of his website? I better get it right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was an impromptu shout out. We didn't plan this. So, uh, yeah, but, you know, yeah, he's you should... one of your best friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I uh, I don't know the name of his soccer website. What is happening yeah, I think right it's now? The eleven or the eighteen? I think it might be the eighteen. The eighteen, yeah. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. The eighteen dot com. <laughs> the eighteen dot com. Uh, and uh, soccer soccer website. You should go check it out. There is some Sounders articles out there. Go read as many as you can because then maybe they'll cover more about. Uh, the MLS and about the Sounders specifically, but I, I was out at his house um, and it is the, and then number one, number eight.com, uh, you know, setting off fireworks and stuff like that. And it was super fun. And it just, it was like a nice family 4th of July, which is the first type of thing I had like that post COVID. Uh, so I love fireworks, but I also don't have a dog. And so I understand like, it's, it's not, not fair. Yeah, well, it's not just dogs, too. Um, It's vets. Vets and pets. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I personally am not one, and I don't have a... I have a a friend that was in the military, was in Afghanistan. Um, He's never mentioned any issues with fireworks, but I know it's very common um, for PTSD among vets to just hear bangs and the lights and Mm -hmm. everything, mostly the bangs. But I... My dog, when she was younger, was not having problems with it. We were in Greenwood, and maybe it's because it was Greenwood, and you'd hear, like, the random pop-pops, but nothing could be really big because it's easy to spot those people. Being here in Everett, it is... I mean, it started yesterday, and I, and I, and I, don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't have to go too far on a tangent on this, but I just... I don't see anything spectacular out there, and you just want to blow shit up. Like, I don't, I don't, I I don't see the appeal and it it is so impactful in a negative way to not just people with pets and vets, but also just the, the environment. It completely disorients animals and breaks them out from where they fires. 
I mean, luckily it's raining, so it's not going to do that right now. But yeah, I mean, I live in a neighborhood with a lot of well, it's refugees. Too. It's illegal. Oh yeah, you can't do it. So like, but when has Everett cared about that? All the bars were open during COVID, so <laughs> right. that's probably where I got COVID. To be honest, <laughs> but, but where I live, there's a lot of refugees too coming from war torn countries, and like mm-hmm. same thing. Uh, and and I, I guess I don't mind them because I just kind of expect them at this point. But what's interesting is the ones that go off when the second half starts at Sounders games and at uh, Rain games scare the hell out of me every single time. Uh, yeah, because I'm just for a second. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like every time. So and so, I get it. I guess I'm kind of like your dog, where I get easily scared and start. I get them too, and it's but like they're illegal for a reason. And there's a formal fireworks show on the. It's it's the third man. We've been hearing it for now over 24 hours. It's the third right now. It's like just in my neighborhood. It's all that. I mean, Chinese New Year nonstop for days. Fourth of July nonstop for days. Yeah. Uh, there's other holidays where it's just like nonstop for days. The only fireworks show I've ever loved is at Epcot. Illumination. Mm. But whatever. What about the fireworks show in San Diego that one time where they let all the fireworks off at once instead of over the like 10 minute long show? So they all just went up at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, side note. So I... Uh, I have family in Roswell, and it was Ooh. the 100th anniversary of the ranch, uh, the family ranch, um, indirect family. Um, I'm not a rancher or anything close to it, but it was something on the line of like 200,000 Roman candles. It's about a football field long, about 10 wow. feet wide, like just trough is the wrong word, but at least visually you can understand what I mean, just a row of Roman candles among other fireworks. And they set that shit off, and it was a 20-foot wall of flames and Roman candles going into the sky for into the early hours of the morning, at least seven, eight hours. It was an insane show. That was kind of fun. I was 14 at the time. I didn't have any responsibility other than pull my pants up. So (laughs) uh, that was cool. Speaking quickly of Roswell, we are uh, just a few days away. If you're, li- I mean, I guess no one will probably be listening to this today. I assume the Fourth of July is the earliest they can hear this. But July but yeah. July seventh, nineteen forty seven. Seventy five <laughs> years ago on July seventh was the uh, UFO sighting at Roswell. Weather the- balloon, but yeah, <laughs> UFO. I hear. Well, yeah. yeah. That that I didn't actually know that that was. Did you just know that in the back of your mind? I knew it was coming up, so I looked up the exact date. Oh, okay, you yeah. Up. yeah, yeah. And um, you got to listen to some more coast to coast AM. George Nori will fill you in and all your UFO and ghost needs. Is like, is that the Woody Harrelson character from was it twenty twelve? Did you see that movie? <laughs> I haven't thought about that movie in a long time. No, it's a it's a legit radio show where he has people come on and talk about being like UFOologists or or, or ghost hunters and, and oh, okay. stuff like so, that. Yeah, ancient aliens and all that shit. Yeah, it's, right, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's legit. Uh, yeah, CERN's I, I have, also lighting up for the first time in a few years for the tenth uh, anniversary of uh, ooh. Higgs boson. Yeah. So. Uh, I realized that this is, we've moved really far from soccer and we should get back to it 
and the way we're going to do it, I'll tell you in a second. Ooh. But I will say that for for a thousand dollars, you can get your PhD in uh, in in UFOlogy uh, from an unaccredited university. Oh, I've been okay. thinking They're about doing word. it. <laughs> PhD unaccredited. So the other news that came out yesterday was that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo wants a transfer, and with Christian Bale coming to Christian Bale, the huh? United States, Christian I'm Bale. Well, that I'm would be man. cool. <laughs> I wish he would come play. <laughs> I know he's a dick, man. Yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah. when Gareth Bale coming to play for LAFC, hey Christian. Come on, buddy. You can come play for the Sounders. Cristiano. Hearing it now. Garth is bringing in Christian. Get that rumor started. It's it's Ronaldo watch. Yeah, well, it's Cristiano. You kept saying Christian. We already have Christian. Oh, whatever. There's only one real Ronaldo, and it's how, not Cristiano. How weird, how weird would it be to have Christian ruled on number seven and Cristiano Ronaldo? Number seven. Both CR7. Well, can, can they both wear seven? No, just, no. Ronaldo's gonna. I know Cristiano that, Ronaldo's gonna have no one now. I don't really like Cristiano Ronaldo. Messi's clearly way better. And also, let's ooh, talk about the fact. Argue. Let's talk about the fact that there is only one true Ronaldo, and he was Brazilian. That's all I gotta say. But yeah, come on, Cristiano. I sorry I messed up your main name, man. We got a CR seven here too. It gets confusing. So it's like Code uh, Bryant. Kobe yeah, Bryant that, was really well, why good. Why is it spelled K-O-B-E if it's, it's Kobe, Kobe. not Kobe? It, it should have been a Y. Kobe. Okay, Cristiano, let me level with you. Um, just come. It's good, man. It's good. I don't know if I really want you here, but uh, we'll treat you nice. And uh, you'll have to take a big pay cut, but uh, it'll be fun. That would be interesting. And it's funny you say pay cut. It's Gareth Bale is Tam contract not even a dp yeah that's insane huge pay cut my guess is he must go to a dp in the player option second year uh it's got because be. then well, yeah. then they can do something well, with one of the current I, I don't know if i mentioned this in the last one but the the welsh um u.s training facility is right in, in la hmm. so he'd be able to train for the world cup in the offseason playing in games and that's Pretty much the reason why, um, with the potential for post World Cup option, he'll show up, and then he'll be making, yeah, ten million dollars. Yeah, they're gonna you think he'll show up. I mean, not not physically. Physically, he'll be there. Do you think his head will be in it? Are we done with Toronto? Should we? Yeah, forget yeah. Toronto. Michael yeah. Bradley sucks. Let's, Let's move talk on. about the the butt end, the scuttlebutt at the butt end of this podcast. Yeah. Um, you know. I, I think he will. I like Gareth Bale. Um, I just mm. think he they're out of things out of his control make him inconsistent, um, mm. and I think that's going to happen. And I also just there's just some there's like an ethos around LAFC that it's just like you're never actually going to be as good as you seem. That'd be nice. You're just not. And and I put it on Twitter um, after our Montreal loss. I'm like everyone. We're going to be the number two seed, and we're going to knock them out of the Western Conference Finals, them being LAFC. Space, space, dot, 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 again. It's going to happen. We, and it's, obviously, it's Sounders Bias Podcast, so I'll, we are too good to be playing the way we are right now. And the depth just showed it, that we are yeah. this good, right? It's a bad team. But LAFC, there's, there's, it's, there's something too flashy 
about this club. Now, if they're like Latif Blessing, who doesn't want out, but his contract's coming up, he misses his family, all these things play in a factor, but you don't put something like that. Uh, this being, a, I'm not happy here <laughs> with a picture of him on the field as a soccer player, not him at home saying, I'm not happy here on uh, Instagram. Him on the field is a picture of him saying, and then the caption, Where's he from? I'm not happy Seattle? here. Seattle? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, You'll be happy here, man. Come on up. We're a very inclusive city, and anyone in your family that wants to live here, come over here to SeaTac. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll take you in. I, I would like him to. I don't see how he would fit, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. But I thought it was a weird thing to say. You don't say that usually out. You know what you're doing. Um, so that makes some uneasiness in the locker room. You never see that out of our team. And, yeah. and only saying not, not our since, team as Not a since Eddie Johnson. Well, even with that, uh, bye, dude. You do that, you're out. I honestly think they should have paid him. I mean, I don't I, have a problem do, with I it. I do too, but, but look what I mean. He, they they might have known more about his art problems. That's true. That's true. And then than but, anyone else did. But here's the thing is, as much as we're talking like, oh, this was a good comeback game, you know, uh, the loss to Montreal had us down. If you go back to the beginning of this homestand where we had five straight home games uh, and then a road game and then another game at home, so six of seven at home, and you said we were going to end up uh, winning, uh, what, five games? uh or four games, tying one and losing one. Like mm-hmm. I would have taken that. We're right back in the thick of it. We're in fifth place in the standings right now. Going into tomorrow, we were in fourth after the game yesterday, uh, with the team ahead of us being Nashville, who we play next week, mm-hmm. uh, or excuse me, the week after uh, midweek. And so we have a chance to really do some damage here. We can we can hurt Portland pretty badly with a win. We're going to Nashville. Uh, which we saw how tough they were. I'll be down there in Nashville for that game. Then we're going to Chicago, who is currently, I believe, yes, the worst record in the MLS. Uh, I'll be at that game as well. Despite the money they spent. And then we come back and we host uh, Colorado at home. So, I mean, we could end up with a stretch here, depending on what happens with Portland, where we only have one loss in, what, like 12 games? I'll take that into every day. Yeah, that's legit. Nashville's tough, though. Uh, I think we're going to have to really show up for that game. It's a midweek game after we play play Saturday before, Saturday after. Mm -hmm. And and then it's at LA LA at the end of July. Yeah, That LA game, (laughs) I think, actually will get up for it. Um, Nashville's going to be kind of tough. I think the fact that maybe the, the... not even traveling, Rusnak, Fry, uh, Jordan Morris, Christian Roldan for this game, at Toronto, staying home, then playing at home, and then traveling is super beneficial. I didn't really think about that, actually. But then, nice little break. Yeah, just personal break. And, and we got the result, right, in Toronto, that like even in our uh, Discord, Look in the the episode details. We have mm-hmm. a Discord for Scuttlebutt. Just if you want to talk only Sounders, that's what we're talking about. Um, New topic is Christian Ronaldo <laughs> coming to the Sounders. Christian Ronaldo. Um, <laughs> but Rick, uh, one of our one of our uh, not one of our listeners, the OG listener who. 
pretty much helped bring this back by bringing it back mm. up into my psyche. Um, did mention the lineup and said, man, this looks almost like a mail it in lineup. Um, mm. and, and, and I know we didn't really mean it as that, but it right. looks like that, no, right? Man. But when you, when we get into Schmetzer said, he's not mailing it in ever, but he knows what he's fucking doing. And leaving all those guys behind might've been like, we have a, a tougher matchup against Nashville in Nashville post Portland, which is pretty much since the final if we're going to put a banner down in front and if we're basically going to pull our pants down and Braveheart, the Portland Timbers in our house, which is what we mm-hmm. completely plan on doing. This is a marketing, like obviously this is a Derby match, but this is a, it, we cannot lose this freaking game. Man. We can't That's the pull thing our is pants they're going to they're gonna be up for this. <laughs> of course they, they are, are. going to be they've up. They've been pissed for weeks and they're playing well. They just earned a point and they're now four unbeaten. Um, not four wins, but four unbeaten. Um, but yeah. we can't lose this game. We cannot lose this game. So there's going to be a lot of emotion in it to keep our big, big, big players other than Ladero at home. I didn't really think about that, that we might go into Nashville stronger than um, maybe than, it, it, obviously, if they traveled. Uh, we we're going in Nashville stronger than I, I would have expected. Now that I've I've kind of stepped back and look at what we just what we just saw in Toronto. Is my point? Yeah, no, it it, it has a chance to be a really amazing day. Uh, you know, be sure to get there early because the Concacaf Champions League banners coming down. Uh, we're deciding trying to decide where it's going to be because it should be over next to the Seahawks World Champion banner. Should uh, I, but, I thought we were like that's our side and that's their side. Yeah, but if you but the Seahawks but the the Super Bowl ones in the middle, like they're on each side, Alpha, and then the Super Bowl is in the middle. So it would make sense for us to be in the middle. But no, I think you're right. It's going to be on the other side, just logistically. But to me, uh, it's as big as the Super Bowl win. So should be over on the other side. Uh, oh no, I just saw terrible news on Twitter that Jackson's going to uh, adopt a cat. We better get over to his place before he does. <laughs> <laughs> breaking news on the breaking news on the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast. Jackson Feltz is going to adopt a cat. <laughs> Tell, tweet at him at Jackson B Feltz. Tell him no. Get a dog if you like. No cats because I'm allergic. Well, you're not coming over. I have a cat. Yeah, I know. I a, but I also have a dog. Does that balance me out to be net zero? You have a backyard, so I'll go there. Okay, there we go. Uh, uh, we'll yeah, we'll give so, some Jack- uh, Jackson some some grief when we have dinner with him this week. Yep, absolutely. Assuming fingers crossed, no COVID. Um, oh shit! Yeah, but, yeah. but uh, well, you know, uh, we're looking up. We're we're fifth place. We're in the playoffs with a chance to really make a run to get closer to the top of the table. Coming down the stretch here, I mean. Yeah, let's, the let, Mariners. let's go down the standings real quick. Actually, oh, you, you want to do that? Okay. That. Uh, I don't think we've really just. Just to get some insight, not insight, yeah. but just to, uh, uh, where are we right now? LAFC, 36 points. This is Western Conference. They're good. They're good. They're good. They're at 36 points, averaging 10 yeah. points per game. Yeah, right, they that's played, amazing. They played 18. We played 17. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, and then it's Austin at 31. Surprise this year. Good for them. They're at 31 yeah, points. Yeah, they've been playing well. And then it's Real Salt Lake, another surprise. Garbage. Garbage. It's a surprise, though. Uh, it's because Pablo uh, Mastroianni is their coach, and he is amazing. So they're not garbage then. Uh, their coach is good. 
Right. And then in the Western Conference, they get Nashville, you know, as West as that can be. Um, yeah. I think they're moving back points. to the East next year, probably. But Yeah. Uh, the yeah. Seattle Supersonics yeah. coming. Yep, exactly. No, they, We're not going to be uh, in the Nashville. NBA, so they're just going to add Seattle Supersonics to the <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Supersonics will be back in 2025. Uh, but yeah, they they Nashville, we saw what they can do here. They're a good team. They've mm-hmm. struggled a little bit, but uh, I, you know, we'll watch out for them. And then it's us at 26, Dallas at 26, and LA at 24. Now you're. this is all going to be different. Considering I think Dallas, LA, Austin all play tomorrow, which is when some of you are listening to this. So things will change. But considering we had a loss this week and a win, and we are now at fifth, that's pretty, uh, I'm pretty happy. I'm, we, we've made a jump of two spots since the beginning of last yeah. week. So I'm pretty and, happy and, with that. And looking at it, Austin's playing Colorado. Colorado has really struggled lately. Uh, mm-hmm. Galaxy Montreal, which will be a very interesting match, and then FC Dallas is playing Inter Miami, mm-hmm. so I would expect a win out of them. It's at home, and then, of course Orlando DC United, which uh, has no bearing on us at all. Yeah, and if we were in the East Coast, we'd be in the same spot because it's New York Philly, New York Red Bulls Philly. Red Bulls are in first place. Wow. Uh, Red Red Bulls Red Philly Bulls. Montreal, and then the. New York City Yankee Football Club. Uh, they're at 20, yeah. 29 points, and they're in fourth. Talk about a meltdown. They were way in first place uh, with like seven several games game. in hand. <laughs> yeah, several games in hand, just like a week ago. And all of a sudden, they have dropped. Yeah, they just drew um, today. Yeah, and, and you know, they, they have played two games less than the Red Bulls. So if they win their two games in hand, they're right back up there at the mm-hmm. top. Uh, but they're also tied with Montreal, who's only played um, uh, 17 games as well. So New York Red Bulls have played 19. So both those teams have a chance to move back up into first. Uh, Montreal, uh, it'll be, I mean, that'll be a good game. And let's not forget, next week, when we play Portland, we have LAFC versus LA Galaxy, El Trafico. It'll be cool. You know, there's the All Star break. Mm hmm. What if it's a long season, right? We're talking about the standings. What if, like, there was a incentive for like the break? Whoever is supporter shield or conference shield—that's not a thing, but you know what I mean. It, whoever is at the top of the conference gets something just to make like like a sprint to that the halfway break. Now, nah, I guess it's too much. You're thinking like you're in F one. I know. I know. Well, that, that's literally what I'm doing is thinking yeah, of, yeah. of some other other things to make individual parts of the season or segments I of mean, the season we, more exciting. But, but I mean, winning the, the point Ch- now. Champions League does help make our season more exciting. That's true. It was. But we're at the point now where MLS is really screwing this up. They either need to go to three conferences, which would make sense. That's just what they should do. Or to go to a single table. Because the fact that like last year, New England can win uh, the Supporter Shield when they're playing Cincinnati over and over again. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're not having to play the teams in the West that we are. They're not having to play Portland three times. I mean, I guess then we it's also get real, to play Vancouver not, three times. It's but. not a real well. Supporter Shield's a wrong definition of of what it is. Um, when you don't play every 
supporters of other teams don't get to witness this team beat you or whatever, right? You're not playing everybody. I mean, it, the, the point of the supporter shield is beat everybody, right? Uh, Isn't that yeah, what? I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's always been this way in our league, though, and uh, it, it we've never not given it. Even in the COVID is back tournament year, we gave it. Uh, I do want to say I misspoke earlier. Chicago is not the worst team in the MLS. DC United is. Uh, they've played three less games, though, so they have more points per game. Uh, but uh, rather than the supporter shield, maybe we should be giving out someone at the end of the season, the supporters of the team in last place get the wooden wooden spoon. So maybe we need to think about something to give the team in the last place, like maybe relegation halfway through the season. <laughs> relegation halfway through the season. Yeah, D.C., <laughs> Chicago, you're out. Bye, San Jose. Bye, Vancouver. If you were serious, which I know you're not, that would be quite a damn fireworks, man. Um, apologies, everyone. You're not here in my room. My doggy is. But if you were serious, that would be that would be absolutely insane. If we hit relegation halfway through the season, let <laughs> <laughs> alone just having well, the relegation pro pro rel argument now. I mean, which people yeah. are. I'm not. I'm not entirely for it. Um, because we don't have the infrastructure, the the foundation, not infrastructure, right. the imp- foundation that led to an infrastructure that is the FA in 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 Europe and and other other in Europe in England and other European countries and other just other soccer countries Ooh, that make soccer here too. soccer a priority. We never I, had my that. mariner moose stu- my mariner moose stuffed animal just got startled. Oh, that creeped me out for a second. Um, but yeah, no, you're totally right. So, so you're right. So not just the fact that uh, I'm into the season, just like Mincy's. Then really, I wouldn't say that because there's been a few seasons, including the year we won the MLS Cup for the first time, where we were in last place halfway through the season and had the best second half in history uh, to to make it all the way what to the playoffs and, and win. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Especially I, uh, if we're going to keep the schedule where it's like, hey, right when, if you're the top team in the league or whatever, you could, now you're in the market because you have another $5 million to go get I somebody. I think the top five teams in the West are better than any team in the East, though. So, um, it is what it is. I don't even know uh, what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> I'll say this about ProRel. I, I agree with you. In theory, I'm for it. I think when you've promise these teams to people for huge sums yeah. of money it's some not... be over you know billions of dollars when you're counting building a stadium and stuff like that uh i mean i think we're 20 years away if people really want to take pro rail seriously what they need to do is get it set up in the usl system mm-hmm. from usl1 to usl2 to whatever's below that pdl get it all set up so for the mls to buy in all they have to do is align themselves with the league and there needs to be some financial support to keep those teams afloat. And that's the problem mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with we as as supporters and patrons and and we're the ones that give these teams money, right? And sponsorships, obviously. But if we're not watching, no one's paying for them. So, so like a Ballard FC, like that, it, you can see that being a locally supported club. Right, and, yeah. and and I could see some growth happening with that in the next few years. Hopefully, I think Ballard FC but, will be there. 
And if you want, but it's a question, right? Going to the second year, will they have the same growth when they're not as exciting because it's not new? Exactly. Yeah, that that's a good point. So yeah, there has to be some marriage and it, it to MLS to mm-hmm. it. All right, for it to happen, almost in MLB fashion, AAA, Double A, High A, Low A kind of thing. Um, almost where it's like there is some sort there's some security that you will exist as an organization. There's the single entity that MLS loves so much. This is a whole different tangent we can go off of, but um, I love Pro ProRel. I just don't think it can actually happen in the next decade plus in this country because yeah. it's so foreign of an idea in our sports mindset from the, the average American fan, and it needs a lot of foundation and time for it to make sense and work um, like it does everywhere else. And thankfully, we don't have it in baseball, or the Mariners would have been sent down a bunch of times. Yeah, we'd be the Port Vale. <laughs> MLB. Um, now, now, how do you stay relevant? This is a good question, then. How do you stay relevant in a Seattle sports market that is uh, saturated, we'll say, maybe oversaturated, but saturated with a bunch of teams uh, for a Ballard FC? You know, the Sounders, when we're not winning— uh, as, as a supporter group head, like it, it, we do not have merch go. Like no one's buying anything, no one's donating for anything. Like uh, it, it's tough, and getting people to do come to events, it's all it's really tough when we're not playing well. Uh, and and uh, you know the Mariners are hot all of a sudden, and they're getting a bunch of players back, so maybe they'll start playing better and capturing the imagination of Seattle a little bit. Um, it'll be interesting to see how a minor league team can operate in a city like ours where you have professional soccer, uh, minor league soccer that's affiliated with the Sounders, um, professional baseball, professional hockey, eventually professional basketball. Uh, I think there's space for it. Yeah. Fun. Figure out I mean, how to every, You fun. went to the Everett Aqua Sox Winning the other day, fun. right? Yeah. We didn't win. I had fun. Uh, one, I, I went there because I'd never been there, so it's going to be fun, right? It's new to me. They're not new to the community, but they're new to me. No, um, but they're they're really established. It's super fun. Yeah, and but, 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 you, it comes down to who's going to your games. First, people who are going to your games is the people that live in the community, right? So people are there's not people from Spokane traveling, dry siders going to Ballard FC. It's people that mm-hmm. live off of Dravis, people that live in Inner Bay, and people that live in, obviously in Ballard uh, that are going to that. Because it's fun for you and the family. Make it fun for your family. And that's what they do, you know, in League 2 in in FA, right? It's it, Your community club is in your community. That's what you need to do. There's a lot more involved, but you have to make it fun. You have to make it worthwhile the time. You're not going to get the, the exposure in broadcasting. Yeah. But you're, you're going to have to, if you want your franchise to work it has to work for your community because that's it's a name on your chest right so i'll tell you what though i i've seen i mean i'm ex- I, I haven't been able to make it to a ballard fc game because they keep falling on other games or i've been out of town uh so i haven't been able to but i i'm hopefully going to be doing some work with them next year and i i kind of want to create like a, a beacon hill fc or something over here on my end uh and and we can create an in in city rivalry a Beacon Hill FC. I mean, how yeah. many people are in, Be- in Beacon Hill? 
Oh, a lot. 15,000. We got a big, we got a big neighborhood. Yeah. So, uh, or, I mean, or do a Capitol Hill FC either way. It would be, I'll it would be it super out. fun. It would just okay. be super fun to start having, uh, teams around, uh, and, um, and Beacon Hill has, uh, in the, this was the 2000 census. So I haven't even seen 2000 census 22 years ago. Yeah. So, um, 22,000 people lived in here then. Oh, okay. Well, uh, well. So, so it'll be, it'll be even more, you know, with the, Emerald the city 20, was a soccer mecca that had multiple inner city clubs, all competing that that'd be great but it, it, it's right. not gonna happen anytime soon but what what to your point is, is I, I as i do think it's like if you if if we wanted ballard fc to sustain success which i think that right now like they're getting a lot of popular social media is key you can have fun on mm-hmm. social media fun i'm using vaguely just have fun with your fan base and all aspects that you possibly can and that's how you'll get it. And then obviously winning. If you're going to be in a competitive environment of any sort, if you want to be successful, you win. Business, sports, everything. You have to just win. You have to be better than other, everyone else. Whether yeah, consistently been doing, I mean, they, or do it on high. they win high, their first game? 5 nothing or something? Yeah, that's how you do it. Just like the Sounders. 3 nothing against New York Red Bulls, right? Like one of the premier franchises at the time. When we came in, it was LA Galaxy, the Red Bulls. We won three nothing in our first game. So, as a franchise, you need to make a statement and just you, you got to have fun and you got to win. So, yeah, I think I think one more thing we need to talk about before we pull it into port was that Freddie Montero's goal was his seventy fourth mm-hmm. in MLS. That's a that's for the a good number. Yeah, becoming the all time record holder. Uh, for this before the Sounders and goals, uh, and of course the Sounders posted a picture of him wearing Brian Schmetzer's old jersey. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's pretty awesome. I want that jersey. Yeah, yeah not, people it like have to be Schmetzer. I mean, I'll take it, but like yeah. that style, just for like a oof. Really yeah, nice. they're so awesome, so awesome. Wait, seventy four, and it. He didn't play with us in '74, so that no, he wasn't here until a little bit yeah. later. But we are a club from 1974, yeah, so, so I wonder why they chose Smetzer and not a '74. I think it was just a kit. picture they already had of him wearing the um the kit, so well, they threw it up on social media because I already thought we should be wearing a '74 year jersey. Whatever. Well, I. I their social media guy's great. You should be doing digital content. Get in there. I'm trying, man. Watch our videos. They're dope. Yeah. Anyway, do it. Do it. We might have something in the future for y'all. Oh, something I started uh, two games ago that I want everyone to get on board with. Uh, when friend of the show, voice of the outro, James Wallard, uh, says goodbye and signs off at the end of the match, I scream back to him, Bye, James! at the top of my lung. I think if you're in the stadium when that happens, we should make this a thing because he deserves people to be nice and you say bye what? to him. Actually, uh, as silly as it started to sound, you're right. There should yeah. be a recognition of James Willard 
at the end yeah. of all our damn matches. Because that's what no I'm saying. One, no one's gonna say yeah. they don't give a shit. They do. They love the guy. One, he's mm-hmm. he's so um, con- conversive. Yeah. Right. Right. You're the professor. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I've just been drinking space dust. But he he on social media on in person he is out there and amongst us and he likes talking to us he only pretty much brought back twitter to to talk to us it's pretty much what it seemed like so like he loves being a part of the sounder community and and he loves doing his job and i think he would absolutely love that idea if we could all just give him some recognition at the end of the game yeah i mean that's i i just it would just be fun it'd be a fun you know call and response and um you know whether he's uh regaling us with his british wit or sharing pictures of his uh wonderful dogs uh here's the thing is james has been the voice of every single most important moment at home in sounders history he called all the goals in the MLS Cup. He called all the goals in the U.S. Open or in the CONCACAF Champions League and in the U.S. Open Cup Finals. Uh, it's James. He is the voice of our glory. He is the voice, the voice of our of, glory of of our fandom. He is the voice of every huge moment. So, uh, James, shout out to you. And he's the voice of the end of this podcast which we're about to hear so let's pull it into port I love your idea where can they find you yeah. the social medias then get me at legal minded punk all one word on both Instagram and Twitter and you'll find me Aaron Lingley on Twitter A-A-R-O-N L-A-N-G-L-E-Y alright take it away James you can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and the best MLS team of all time. <laughs>